Hi, this is Jason Norvell with Impacting Journeys. Today I want to talk to you about five steps to joy. We're going to look at John chapter 3 verses 27 through 30 and 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 8 through 10. First of all, God said the first step to joy is I can take joy in the trials because it didn't take him by surprise. God is not surprised. He's all-knowing. Nothing catches him off guard. And knowing that we're going to face trials, he prepares us ahead of us getting there. He's gone ahead of us. He's been there. He knows exactly what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. Nothing shocks him. So I can take joy in that knowing that God knew ahead of time. Secondly, God spoke to me that he's provided all I need to overcome the situation. This is scriptural. He has said he would provide. And that means it's done. No question about it. No ifs, ands, or buts. And it's not just a way through. But his very essence of who he is operates inside of you. In fact, if you look at the end of that passage that I talked about in John chapter 3, verse 30 says, He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. The Greek origin of that greater and greater and less and less, the greater and greater means to grow or increase the effect of the work of God becoming greater. And the decrease becoming less and less was just that, making less or inferior in quality, in position, authority, popularity, or dignity. Remember, we sometimes have to reduce where we stand because we want God to be ultimately praised. And then the third thing, God spoke to me and I said that I can look at a situation and thank God for the things he has already done. Part of that is, is if he's done it before, he can do it again. Why are we so worried about that? Why are we so concerned about that? If he's done it before, he'll do it again. No questions asked. And the other thing is, is remember, God goes ahead of you and prepares a way and prepares all you need. So you can actually not only thank God for the things he's done in your past, but you can thank God for the things he has prepared for you in your future. And when we learn to focus on what he has done, we begin to focus on him. And when we focus on him, the troubles seem so very small. When the devil tells you about your shortcoming, it just points you to God. That's the fourth thing. You know, the devil may come up to you and say, you know what, you're poor. You say, no, God is my provider. I'm rich. When the devil says, you're sick, say, no, God's my healer. I'm healed. When the devil says, you're worthless, you say, God designed me with a purpose. So actually, in all the devil's attempts to distract you or to dissuade you, you can turn that right around in his face because you understand that your inability or your weaknesses or how you become less and less and decrease means that you can see how much greater God is inside of you and how we defeat the devil. If we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, that passage there, at the end of verse 10, it says, For when I am weak, then I am strong. The Greek founding for weak is diseased, weak, sick. 
The Greek meaning for strong means able, powerful. It signifies an ability. So we have to understand that number five, our struggles melt in the sight of God. And then not only that, but I can take rest in God. Like I said previously, our troubles are nothing compared to God. God has everything under his control. He knows exactly what's going to happen. He's not taken by surprise. In the last verse, we can almost reword that to say, When I am diseased, then I am powerful. When I am weak, I am able. When I am sick, I have ability because God inside of me. Remember that this week. God bless you, and I'll see you next time.